Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience, featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Cheyenne Dunham, and I want to welcome you to the October 18th episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Today, I'm joined by Tom Guinan, and he's going to give us a recap of the markets this week. Tom? Sure, Cheyenne. On Friday afternoon, corn finished three and three quarters lower, with December futures ending the week at 391, and that's down six and three quarters for the week. November soybean futures gained two and a half today, finishing at 934, and that's down two for the week. All right. Thanks, Tom. So for our big story this week, it really doesn't feel like we had a big story. More like a bunch of little stories. So we'll walk through most of these in the bull bear factors in a little bit, but here are the basic headlines. The wintry weather mix in North Dakota and Minnesota last weekend. This led to another story later in the week with the USDA announcing that it's going to resurvey North Dakota and Minnesota due to the snowfall. A little more on the wheat crop woes. A slight ethanol production increase. Continued optimism about the Chinese business. Impeachment inquiry continues. Potential end to the Brexit issues. And a lot of little stories there, but it has been a big week for soybean harvest here in central Iowa, and I would have to vote for that as the most important story. It's been good to see so many people finally getting a chance to run several days in a row. Yeah, I don't think I could disagree with you a lot there on that last one. I think uh, just seeing so many guys out and so many bushels coming in, that's been really good this week. Let's go on to the bull bear factors. And for corn, I think on the bull factors, again, you talked a little bit about the wheat woes, and we're seeing some of these estimates continue to fall. There's thoughts that parts of Argentina will see as much as 40% losses, and we still have some concerns about wheat in Australia. Funds continue to exit their short positions in corn, and that's continuing to support the market. As of a week ago Tuesday, funds had trimmed their short position by 25,000 contracts, and we're a little more than 90,000 contracts short. Harvest progress continues to be slow for corn, Earlier this week, the USDA estimated that the U.S. is at 22% complete versus 36% on average. Iowa was 7% complete versus 49% last year and 20% on average. They also said that 73% of the corn crop is mature versus 92% on average. And finally, ethanol production did rise slightly last week, and that's the third week in a row that we've seen an uptick in ethanol production. Tom, on the bear side for corn, you're right. Ethanol production did increase slightly, but it was still well below expectations and 4% below the same week last year. So there are still some economic issues in that industry. Also, ethanol export demand is down 17%. Looking at the U.S. dollar, it's weaker again this week, hitting a one and a half month low earlier this week. And this will impact crude oil values and keep some pressure on the ethanol industry. Well, jumping over to soybeans for the bull factors, we did hear from the Chinese delegation earlier this week that they're also indicating that they will continue to purchase U.S. ag products. This led to a little more optimism in the soy complex the last couple of days. Harvest progress, at least as of Sunday, continues to lag substantially behind last year and the average pace, with the U.S. overall at 26% harvested versus 37% last year and 49% on average. In Iowa, it was 17% versus 19% last year and 43% on average. I think we'll see a big jump in that number when it comes to uh, next week for Iowa. And as you mentioned, that wintry mix that hit North Dakota and Minnesota hard may have reduced the production in the soybean fields that were hit. 
It's probably going to take a little time to realize this, but from a cash perspective, if business in the Pacific Northwest continues and there aren't enough beans available in the normal shipping areas, that could push cash bases a little higher to incent sales from further away, like, I don't know, maybe Iowa? On the bear side for soybeans, while we're watching the U.S. dollar slowly lose value, in Brazil, the currency issues are much larger. Because of this, Brazilian farmers are being incented to grow more soybeans this year. Another thing to note about the Chinese announcement earlier this week, they did indicate that they are planning on buying 40 to $50 million of U.S. ag products, but that is through 2021, not just in the next 12 months. Tom, on our what to watch for upcoming events, the weather forecast seems to be a mixed bag. We might get some rain over the weekend, or it might hold off until next week. So I think that's probably going to play a big part on that harvest progress. And as we see, some some guys are wrapping up, some haven't gotten quite started yet, you know. So I think a, a lot's going to come this next week, just depending on how that weather happens over the weekend. All right, so for why does it all matter? I think because it's happened kind of gradually, it's kind of hard to realize that soybeans have rallied about 75 cents or more in just over a month. So before you just haul it in and say, well, just throw it on storage, you might want to double check that local cash price again. If you think you might need a little cash flow, I think it might make more sense to sell the beans than you were thinking it would a month ago. Just realize what that cash price is and how it could impact your marketing decisions. And the same thing for corn. We've seen futures rally more than 35 cents since that September 9th low. Maybe there's more of a rally coming, but if not, cash prices in the 360s are a whole lot better than where we were a year ago by a long shot. And finally, December 2020, corn ended the week at 410. That's a futures price, but it might be worth selling some corn out there as well. Thanks, Tom. Not a lot going on this week as far as big news goes. We know everyone's busy in their combines, but, you know, always important to keep an eye on those markets and don't let it get too far away from you. Keep checking in there. So we appreciate everyone joining us for the Bull Bear Banter as part of the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast. Our tagline, bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market, continues to be true. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. We want to thank you for listening, and we'll be back again next week. Mm-hmm.